you for listening to this podcast presented by Compassion Church. We're so glad you joined us today. For more information, including service times and locations, please visit our website, compassion.cc. Now here's this week's message. Glad to be in the house of the Lord today. Hey, listen, I just got news. I want to go and tell you guys real quick. It just came over the wire. The Dallas Cowboy game has been canceled today. They just forfeit and let the Lions win. That's that's what I've been telling. I'm listen, don't kill the messenger. Uh, I, I did notice that our 10 o'clock picked up a little bit today. And I did notice probably 1130, but a little bit lower. All I got to say to you is make a decision. You love Jesus or Dallas Cowboy? You can't love both. <laughs> Everybody say, get on to the sermon. Shut up. We got time for this stuff. We got to hurry up and get home with the game. Before I get to the sermon, I remind you that next week is our superhero day. Who are you bringing? Who is that hero that you're inviting, that coach, that teacher, that principal, that neighbor, that family member? Who is that individual that has been a blessing in your life? Who's been a hero? That it's about time that they be honored. It's about time that they be recognized. It's about time that someone let them know before they're preaching at their grave and at their graveside that their life didn't matter. See, that's the problem. Many times we don't say something good about somebody until they can't hear the words anymore. Why don't we choose to go and say the words today? Say, I'm here today because of you. What has transpired in my life is because of what you've done. And my church is doing Heroes Sunday, and I I just want to honor you. I just want to bring you to service. I just want to honor you. Will you come listen? I am telling you it will change someone's life. For them to know that they matter for them to know that they've made a difference. So do me a favor, next week and all of our services, it's Hero Day. We've got some special thing planned for the heroes when they come. We're going to have moon bounces and we're going to have all that stuff going on. We'll have candy. Everything. It's going to be fun. See, at the end of the day, why we're doing it is we want people in their lifetime to feel honored, to feel important. So if you have, and I hope you already have, don't, you, you procrastinators, stop procrastinating. Walk out of service today. Get on the phone and say to that hero of yours, listen, you impacted my life for the good. My church this coming week is having a special day, and I want you to come, and I want you to be a part of it. If that doesn't work, say, well, guess what? They're giving away Dallas Cowboy tickets. Because at the end of the day, they may not care about you. So say, listen, if you'll come, I get to put my name in a drawing. And we get to win two Dallas Cowboy tickets for December. So, and I've already been asked if I bring multiple heroes. Do I get my name in there multiple times? No. Let me tell you why. Because you're lying. Because one of those people you bring is somebody you pulled over and got on the side of the road. 
and you brought them to service with you. So make sure you put that on your calendar. Also, on the 31st, we are having trunk and treat here at the church. So if your kids want to have a safe place to come and get a whole bunch of candy, get on some inflatables, have some games, then put it on your calendar. Listen, we're still needing candy. If I'm right, OU is winning right now. Boomer Sooner is whipping Texas right now. So you better give some more candy to catch up. There's a misunderstanding, and I need to clear it up right now. There's only one person in this room that talks during this sermon. It's me. For some reason, y'all keep thinking you get to talk. Don't make, don't make me bring down lightning from heaven. If I could title my sermon today, I guess it would be Unnamed Heroes. Unnamed Heroes. I want to give you a few names today, and you tell me if you know them. Bill Ingram. Anybody know who Bill Ingram is? You may not know who Bill Ingram is, but you know what fast food is, don't you? Bill Ingram would actually start the fast food movement in 1921. Anybody ever heard of White Castle hamburgers? Yeah. He would start that White Castle hamburgers. How about, let me ask you this, does anybody know a man by the name of Alexander Fleming? You may not know who that is. Let me tell you who he is. If you have an infection today, you'll be very glad to hear about Alexander Fleming's. He actually, Fleming, he actually come home one day, found bacteria mold growing on food, and, well, he discovered penicillin. Does anybody know, anybody, know a guy by the name of Sean McKinney? Maybe you do, maybe you don't. Probably you, my wife does, most of you probably don't. He's a pastor in a little town called Stratford, Oklahoma. And I talked to him on the phone last night. He's going through a lot. He spent all last week driving an hour and a half both ways to go sit in a courtroom from morning to night with a church member that just ended up going to prison. Let me give you one last name. Maybe you know this name. Anybody know the name of the by the name Jesse Combs? Anybody know that name? She's the fastest woman in the world. Broke the land speed record. Averaged 522 miles an hour. I have been patiently waiting to watch her documentary. And I got to watch it last night. My wife bawled like a little baby. If you're a car guy, again, why are y'all talking? Listen, I just want to inform you, the more you talk, the longer my sermon gets. She would make her lifelong goal to break the land speed record. At the age of 39 years old, she would do it. The problem was she would not get to enjoy it because in the last run, she would crash and die and lose her life. They would, in all the rubble, they would find a little computer chip that was saved. In fact, the guy said, we don't understand how this is saved. There's jet fuel on everything else, and everything else is burnt up. But they found the little hard drive, pulled it out, and it proved at that moment that she had broken the land speed record. See, I say these names to you because most of you didn't know any of the names. But it didn't mean that they were less of a hero. 
It didn't mean that they had not accomplished something great. It didn't mean that their names didn't deserve to be written down. See, today I want to talk to you about unnamed heroes. God has called us all to be unnamed heroes. You know, we can name off all the different kind of heroes. Spider-Man, Batman, Wonder Woman, Captain America, one of my favorite. In fact, I got a little trivia for you today. Some of you may not know this. I want to know who the oldest superhero was. No. Stop talking. I've got something new for y'all. It's called rhetorical questions. Can you start putting that up behind me? Rhetorical questions. The Phantom actually was not the first. The first official superhero was Hugo Hercules. He was in a newspaper comic in 1902. So some of you Marvel people who thought you knew who the first one was, you didn't. The Phantom started in 1936. Superman started in 1938. Batman and Captain Marvel started in 1939. The comic and the Flash had their beginnings in 1940. And my favorite, Captain America started in 1941. Now let me explain why I'm talking about these. Many times we know the heroes that have been written down. What about the heroes that have not been written down? Fed, I want you to turn with me today to Hebrews chapter 11. Begin with verse 33. Hebrews chapter 11 is what we call the Hero Hall of Fame. It's where all the great heroes of the Old Testament are mentioned by the author who writes them down. But if you go to the latter part of Hebrews chapter 11, he begins to talk about some heroes, but he doesn't give their names. Listen to this. Who through faith conquered kingdoms and administered justice and gained what was promised, who shut the mouths of lions, quenched the fury of the flames, and escaped the edge of the sword, whose weakness was turned to strength, who became powerful in battle and rooted foreign armies. Women received back their dead, raised to life again. There were others who were tortured, refusing to be released so they might gain an even better resurrection. Some faced jeers and flogging and even chains and imprisonment. They were put to death by stoning. They were sawed in two. They were killed by the sword they went about in sheepskins and goatskins, destitute, persecuted, and mistreated. The world was not worthy of them. They wandered in the desert and mountains, living in caves and in holes in the ground. These were all commended for their faith. Yet none of them received what had been promised since God had planned something better for us so that only together with us would they be made perfect. Let's pray. 
Lord, we thank you for the word that we're about to receive. And God, I pray today that every heart and every mind will be open to receive, God, what you've got in store. And Lord, let not one, not one leave this house the same way that they came, but be blessed by your word, your presence, in Jesus' name, amen. If we look up at the first part of Hebrews chapter 11, it talks about uh, men like Abel who brought an offering to God that was pleasing. A man by the name of Enoch who didn't die but was taken up to God because he pleased God. A man by the name of Noah, because of his obedience to God, he warned the people of incoming doom and built an ark to save his family. The story of Abraham who was told by God to go to another land that he did not know and, and without having to know, he got up obedient to God and went to another land. Faith of a woman named Sarah, through a, though she was barren beyond uh, age, bearing years, God made a promise. She got a child and she believed. Jacob and Esau, Joseph and Moses, Rahab, Gideon and Barak, Samson and others. At the beginning of Hebrews chapter 11, those names are mentioned and, and most of you would know those names. You've, you, if you've heard the word, if, you, if you've listened to the Bible, many times you have heard those names that are mentioned. But in the latter part of Hebrews chapter 11, beginning with verse 33, he starts not mentioning names, but acts and deeds. For some reason, the author here decides not to mention their name. He decides not to say who they were. He decided to leave it blank and just say what they did in verse 33. He said that they conquered kingdoms. That would be men like David and Joshua, King Asa and Jehoshaphat, King Hezekiah and King Josiah. Who shut the mouth of lions. We know that that was Daniel who put in the lion's den. God would protect them and keep them safe. Is it quenched the fury of the flames? And that was referring to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, whose weakness was turned to strength. That was Hezekiah, who God helped to recover from a sickness. Is it women who had received their dead and raised to life? And that would be how God had raised two children for two women from the dead. They were put to death by stone in Zechariah. They were sawed in half, and that was King Manasseh. I can keep going on, but the reason I bring this is we know that everything is in the Bible for a reason. If it's in the Word, why did God inspire Paul to write some of the names and leave some of the names out? Why would he give credit to some and not credit to others? Is it because in some way, somehow, that their feet, their deeds, their actions were better? Is it because God was showing favoritism? We know that be not the case because the Bible says God does not show favoritism. Some of you who think that you the bomb diggity and God likes you more than he likes the person sitting beside you, it ain't true. God likes you all the same. Now, I like the person sitting beside you better. So why is it here? I got three things I want to share with you today. Number one, being a hero is not about your fame, but your faith. Being a hero is not about your fame, but your faith. Now, faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. This is what the ancients were commended for. 
See, God is not, listen, when you do great feats for God, it's not that God wants to elevate you or put you up on a pedestal for the world to see so they can pat you on the back and tell you how wonderful you are and how great you are. In fact, God is less caring about your actions than he's caring about the faith that is inside of you. See, faith tells me I may not see it yet, but I believe it. It hasn't happened yet, but I know that it will. I've got trust in my God who can do all things and nothing is impossible for him. And I will not live by doubt, but I shall live by divine faith that God is going to take care of me. God is going to watch over me and God is going to supply my need. Let me be honest with you. We're living in a time where even with preachers, it's become about superstar preachers. It used to be about your church. Now it's about your name. I never forget years ago, I had a wonderful pastor that I loved to, loved to watch. And it was always about today's, and he had his church's name. Now the church's name is gone, and his name is put there. Now, I'm not ragging on him. I'm not putting him down. But what I do want you to understand, God never wanted it to be about us. It was always to be about him. That's why I struggle when people may sometimes may get offended in the church. Well, I did this, and nobody patted me on the back. Well, boo-hoo-hoo. I'm sorry, I didn't know you were doing it for attention. I, I, I didn't know you were doing it for a pat on the back. I, I, I thought, I, I was mistaken. I thought you were doing it for the kingdom of God, to better the kingdom of God, to help somebody, to be a blessing to somebody. That's what I thought you were doing it for. Because if you haven't learned yet, the ones who will pat you on the back one moment are the ones who will stab you in the back at the next moment. So I just prefer you just keep your hand away from my back. Because I don't know which one's coming. See, the unnamed heroes are just as important as the named heroes. The author doesn't mention some of the names and lets everyone else know that it's because it never was about their fame. It was about their faith. Can I tell you, the Bible says that if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you can move mountains. Can I tell you, I have studied that scripture. I have torn apart that scripture. I have ripped it in shreds. People have said that's a metaphoric scripture. It is not. It is literally saying that if you have faith of a mustard seed, you can move a mountain. Now, I understand what God is saying. Yes, that we need to realize that whatever's going on in our life, no matter what the mountain may be, whether it be fear, worry, financial, sickness, health, whatever it is of marriage, that God, listen, if you have faith and believe and trust, God can step in and move that mountain. I can already see some of you right now, as soon as I said that, some of you are going to leave today, go to that little mountain outside of Wichita Lake, and you'll be like, I can already see it now. See, God is looking for people who have faith to believe that all things are possible with God. See, to be a hero, it never is about you. It is always about him. See, when we talk about faith, what we, we need to realize faith starts with confidence. What is your confidence in? Is it in your job? Well, after, you know, corona, I think we learn jobs are not always promised, right? Is it in your finances? Well, I don't know about you, but in the last, I don't know, 10 months, we've learned finances don't mean much, does it? Inflation has kicked in and it is, is getting everybody. 
Is, is your faith in your friends? Well, how many have had friends leave you, forsake you, do away with you, have nothing to do with you, talk bad about you? You might have a friend ever do that. But yet, see, if our confidence is not in things of this world, but if our confidence is in Christ Jesus, we can trust and believe that God is going to work everything out, that God is always for us, God will never leave us, God will always work it out if we trust in him. In Hebrews 11, he says, this is what the ancients were commended for. What? Faith. Not the great deeds. In fact, Hebrews 11 really is all about faith. It's the, it's the hero's hall of faith is what it is. How many say, I got trust in God and everything? Raise your hand. Put your hand down. You're lying. You're lying. Because let a bill collector come. Let the doctor give you a bad report. See, we say we have faith in God, but do we? Because if we have faith in God, when something bad happens, you don't freak out. You trust God. When something comes your way that seems bigger than you, you don't boo-hoo and cry yourself to sleep. Because what am I going to do? See, because if we're believers and we have faith in God, here's the thing. Faith says it doesn't matter what happens to me for I know God's got a bigger purpose and a bigger plan and a bigger will. One of the things I was watching the documentary this week about Jesse Combs is they called her on tape every time before she would go and race the car, which was getting up to 500 miles an hour, they would notice that she would come to the car and while everybody's talking to her, she would put her hand on the front of the car. The guy finally asked her, said, I have a question for you. I've noticed that every time before you go race, you, you put your hand on the front of the car. Are you talking to the car? She said, no. I'm talking to God. I'm praying. One time it had already happened. If you go watch the documentary, there's a place in there to where she almost wrecks the the, air, the uh, parachutes don't open, and she's doing 400 and something miles an hour. And all of a sudden, she says, I, "I think it's over. I don't know what I'm going to do." And she said, "All I can say is this: as the car is getting close to where the bushes are, which would have for sure wrecked me, she said, it's like something grabbed my car and pulled it back and stopped it." She said it was like God grabbed a hold of my car and stopped it. But the same woman who gave credit to God for stopping that car, the same woman that put her hand on that car and prayed over that car, it's the same woman that died in that car. So you got quiet right then. Because see, God is good when God is good. But what happens sometimes when God isn't good? Is God still good? See, God is always good. And listen, I hate to tell you, sometimes things aren't always going to go your way, but God is still good. Number two, I want you to write this down. A hero doesn't need to be called a hero to be a hero. A hero doesn't need to be called a hero to be a hero. 
Being a hero isn't about personal recognition, but promise results. See, can I tell you, that's what happens in our life many times. We get so caught up with the recognition. We get so caught up with what people think about us and what people say about us. But see, a true hero doesn't care about the recognition. A true hero cares about the results. Am I impacting someone's life? Am I changing someone's life? Am I really doing something? Listen, if you do something great and then turn around and look around and see if people are looking, you are no longer a hero. See, God is looking for heroes that say, I never wanted the attention. It's funny, my son, he doesn't like attention on him. In fact, birthdays are not a good thing for him. He doesn't want a birthday party. He just doesn't like it. He doesn't do well when people come up and thank him. He doesn't do well with things like that. I think he gets his humility from his great, humble dad. I think that's where it comes from. Because I've always been told I'm the most humble person in the world. Thank you. See, the latter part of Hebrews 11 doesn't even call someone named why. Because heroes don't do it for their own good, but for the greater good. Let me also say this to you, I want you to hear. Heroes don't do it because they get something good out of it. That's just why I don't like the terminology, we give to get. I don't like that. We give to get, we give to get, we give to get. No, I give because I have a generous heart because I'm obedient to God's word and whether I never get blessed another day out of that giving, it doesn't matter because I believe in generosity and helping others and being a blessing to others. My wife this week, we were with my son and we'd been blessed, you know, from Pastor Appreciation Day and we were with my son and my wife come up to me and we were at leaving Target for blessing my daughter Let's not talk about that. You, the thought was when they leave home, they make their own money. That, and my wife comes to me and she said, hey, give, give Austin and Natalie some, some money. Or actually, she said, give them the money is what she said. She says she didn't say that. So the money that we had from Pastor Appreciation was in my wallet. And I took out my wallet and I gave them the money. All of it. I just gave all of it to him. I'm, I'm sweet, aren't I? My wife was PO'd. <laughs> she was mad. She, she said, where's the money? I said, what money? She said, the money. I said, it gone, baby. I gave it to Austin. All of it. That was kind of what her voice said. All of it. Baby, you told me to. You said, give them the money. See, the the and some are two different words. She didn't say some. She said thee and I give thee. Here's the thing. I'm not expecting anything out of that. I just want to be blessed to my son that's gone through a surgery with a daughter and probably struggling financially. My thought was not what I got out of it. My thought was what I was going to give someone and the blessing I could be. That's what being a hero is about. Oh, and Lori. 
We're called to be a part of the league of heroes, not to be a lone hero. Here's the last one. We're called to be a part of the league of heroes, not to be a lone hero. They were all commended. This is Hebrews eleven thirty nine. 39. They were all commended for their faith, yet none of them received what had been promised. Since God had planned something better for us, so that only together with us would they be made perfect. I want to read this in the message form. It says it this way. Not one of these people, even though their lives of faith were exemplary, got their hands on what was promised. God had a better plan for us. That their faith and our faith would come together to make one completed whole. Their lives of faith, not complete apart from ours. We were called to do life together. We were called to be heroes of the faith together. We were called to be a league of heroes that we may make a result and a difference and change the world. That's what being a hero is. Not the recognition. Not the pats on the back. Not what we may get out of it. In fact, what's the old term? No good deed goes unpunished. Sometimes even doing something good can not always turn out the way you thought. See, God's called us to be heroes. Heroes of the faith. It's not about your fame. It's about your faith. Do you believe that God can do all things? Listen, hear me when I say this. Don't scream out amen when you don't mean it. Because what if something today happens in your life and you're like, well, where's God at? I'm tired of, you know, Christians who, who want to talk about their faith, but when something bad happens, they, they run for the hills. This friend of mine said in court, knowing that probably people in the town would talk about him. What had happened is he'd been accused of manslaughter, that he's out shooting his gun, and then one of his stray bullets went across and killed his neighbor. They really have no proof. They have no bullet. They have nothing that proves he did it. They just got convicted of manslaughter and have served four years in an Oklahoma jail or prison. And he said, it's already began. Some have already begun to talk. But that pastor every day went sit in that courtroom from early in the morning until the end of session to support that man, whether guilty or not, whether people agreed or didn't. Could you do that? See, people always say, yeah, I'm so, be careful when you say that. And let me tell you why, because you may just find out this week God will make you do it. God just may put you to your feet to the fire. I, I, I hope you've got that faith. But can you, will you? If something happens this week, will you stand up to the trial, the tribulation? Will you stand up to the fire? Will you say, not this week, I'm not going to back down. I've got faith in a God that if he's for me, then who in the world could ever be against me?
do I have faith to believe that I will follow God no matter what? See, faith is more than just when we say, what's your faith? We many times think that means what religion are you? Christian, Muslim, Jewish, Buddhist. The problem is, is can I be honest, and I'm, I'm just going to step all over you today. I was going to say your toes, but I'm going to step all over you. Your faith is the sum of who you are. Your faith in God is more important than your marriage. Your faith in God is more important than your relationship with your children. Your faith in God is more important than your job. Your faith in God, can I say it this way? God wants 100% of you. Nothing less. He expects nothing less. He wants all of you. And can I tell you why some of us never seem to achieve the heroic things of God? It's because God can't trust us with the heroic things of God. See, here would be my hope, my prayer, that every one of you become heroes of the faith. That I may not read about you in a book. I may not know about you uh, from an article. But when I walk through the gates of hell, I mean the gates of heaven, Lord, that's had a terrible. I was referring to some of y'all. That when I walk through the gates of heaven, that I believe some things will be revealed to us without being told to us. And I believe names like Vaz, Jeremy Curry, David. I believe that as I walk through the gates, down the golden streets, past the pearly gates, I will begin to realize, oh, I didn't know why on earth what Brian Harris did. I had no idea what Levi did. But now it's come to my attention that they were heroes of the faith themselves. Can I be honest? I want to be a hero of the faith. But can I be honest? Not for your glory and not for your pats on the back and not for you to talk about me. I'll close with this. I was at a grocery store, me and Laura, this week. I saw one of our members from the holiday campus and he was working. I walked over and started talking to him, saying hello, and he all of a sudden said to me, he said, Pastor John, I just want to thank you for all you do. I don't know if you know the impact you make on this community and the lives that you've changed. That meant the world to me. But can I tell you why that meant the world to me? Yes, it made me feel good that he felt that way. He had seen what I've done. But it made me feel good because I thought, if you've seen it, God has seen it. If you recognize it, God's recognized it. You see, one day I'll stand before my God. And the greatest words that I'll hear is, well done, my good and faithful servant. When I heard that pastor tell me this story that in one day the life of two men changed forever. One man lost his life. And then another man goes to prison. He's 67 years old. He'll be 72 years old before he gets out. 
And one day, his whole, both his life's changed. And let me explain. This life is short. The older I get, the faster it goes. And what I do on this side of glory has a dramatic impact of what happens on that other side of glory. And if we want to spend our time gratifying the flesh, partying, having fun, doing things where I need need a release, I, I, I need to have fun, fine, fine. But see, I want to stack up all that I can that when I get to heaven, I can say, God, I did what you asked me to do. I never made it about me. I wanted to make it about you. The only person that I ever care that I'm really a hero to is God. And if I become a hero of the faith to him, I have done my job. Will you stand with me? We are so thankful that you chose to join us here at Compassion Church online today. We hope and pray that God spoke something specifically to your heart and life that you can take and go share with someone else. Don't forget, if you have any needs or prayers, make sure that you connect with us. We're a family and we do life together. So don't forget, comment below, message one of us, and we'd love to connect with you. You guys have a great week and we'll see you back next week. Thank you for listening to this podcast presented by Compassion Church. We're so glad you joined us today. For more information, including service times and locations, please visit our website, compassion.cc.